Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucy, I've forgotten everything today. I've forgot my glasses running here. I forgot my phones. Just, oh, it's been a disaster. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, Anna. I'm Susie Riddell. I play Tracy Horobin. I would like to congratulate Dumpty Dum on getting to 300 episodes. Woohoo! Oh my goodness, everybody, this has been a most special, a unique Dum 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 meetup. We're not only in the capital of Canada, but we actually entered someone's humble abode. Yes, for the first time, a Dum 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 meetup was had around someone's kitchen table. Now, this person is a person of honour. She's a person who's a multilingual. She can speak more languages than was spoken on the Tower of Babel itself. Who are you, Maddie? Um, I've been amazed by all this. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie has made us a veggie lasagna and a meat lasagna. She's entertained us right royally with her husband, Pat. Pat, thank you for hosting this wonderful Dum Dum Dum, sir. You're very welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Pat. And we thank also, you, our presence has been graced by a woman of a thousand destinations herself. I thought I'd travelled at folks, but somebody's a little bit more well-travelled than me and seasoned. So you need to introduce yourself. I'm Jane, and uh, I'm from Ottawa and various other places too. Various other places indeed. She was telling us stories of corruption and high crimes of Venezuela in the 1970s, mm. everybody. Now, I had a most wonderful and capable companion who drove me from Burlington um, all the way to Ottawa. Uh, somebody who Dum Dum Dumbers will know is a Dum Dum fanatic. She's wonderful, but she is bonkers because she flew all the way last year from Detroit to Dum Dum Live. So, uh, reacquaint the listeners with who you are. I'm Christina, and I hail from the state of Michigan. Mm. Mm. If you're a seasoned and avid listener of Dum Dum, you will know that I'm in Ottawa because my son, my firstborn, my heir is going to university here. And he, he said, Dad, I can't trust you with these strange <laughs> So I'm going to escort you to this Dum Dum. So Noah, pipe up and just say hi. Hi. There you go. <laughs> this is your assembled Dum Dum meetup in the capital of Canada. 
And of course, folks, we don't just leave it at that. We start every show with a rousing rendition of Dum Dee Dum. So after three, oh, one, two, three. Folks, this is the 300th Dum Dee Dum. Yes, I said it the 300th time you've heard somebody say, This is Dum Dee Dum. Nugget Drama, Better Centered, and Nam in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the Japanese cat whisperer, that is Roy Peel Brown. And with me are the internet bollocks, that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Joy Horville's feline mission, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum Dee Dum is from Ottawa, the capital of Canadian governance. It's not Canadian culture, I think that probably lies in Montreal and Canadian commerce lies in Toronto. But the Your capital of government... like he wanted to murder you. You know, that boy had a right royal time. Did he? And you know when you just... Yeah, he really enjoyed himself. So <laughs> much so uh, that... So we had the meet-up at 5.30 round at Maddie and Pat's place. And um, initially, Ella was supposed to be coming with me. Ella couldn't get the time off work at Fabricland uh, with the old ladies. And uh, so she said, uh, I can't come. And so I then get to get to uh, get to Ottawa. I said, Noah, you're coming with your dad. He goes, all right, then. All right. Comes with me. So enjoys it that, he, that Maddie and Pat's invited everybody back for breakfast the next morning before myself and Christina drove back. And he said to me in the car, Dad, can I come for breakfast? Oh. I went, do you want more of this? He was really good fun. So, so trust me, he didn't want to murder oh. me. But, but boy, oh boy, doesn't doesn't he sound all big and butch with his deep voice? I know. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know, I was trying to listen talk. out for a baritone singing the Dumpty Dum and I couldn't, so I figured that he wasn't singing it. Well, no, he did. He did. Oh, did he? And yes. And we actually even practiced Barwick Green in the car <laughs> on the way. And I said, Do you know the theme tune? He went, Yeah, Dad, it's Dumpty Dum Dee Dum Dee Dum. Like I was like, No, oh. perfect. He went, I know what to do. So yeah, proper dad proud I was. Proper dad proud. Oh. Uh, but loose. Yeah. Um, if another group of miscreants, of Archers fans, of sad, lonely, wonderful hearted people want to sing us in a dumpty dum, how can they get that to us? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her brilliant voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to direct Lonely Back Bedroom. Uh, Derek is quite excited at the prospect of Boris's election announcement. He says if he he is very impressed that a man of Boris's apparent history is st- still capable of a spontaneous election. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. Well done. That, that, that actually did uh, make me properly giggle. Well done. You know what, Luce? What? I've missed you. Have you? I know. It's been ages, hasn't it? I've been. Yeah. Normally it's you travelling around, and this time it was me. Yeah, you you went to uh, you went all over the place, L.A., Jersey, all the hot spots. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to say, Sark. Um, LA, <laughs> L.A. was indeed quite hot and extremely smoky because uh, the where I was was on fire for some of it. So uh, yes, that was a bit unfortunate. Um, 
but yes, no, I've had a lovely time. Swanning about, generally. Nice, yes. nice. Well, um, no doubt, uh, in between uh, the uh, gazillion of calls that we have, uh, you will uh, maybe drop some little tidbits in about things that you've done, uh, places that I you've been, I may do, although... Et cetera, et cetera. It's, no, it's now, it seems like so long ago, I can't actually remember a lot of it. But anyway, yes. Wow. I will do my best. You know... Uh, I know the wacky backy is legal in California. I take it you've uh, you had some, hence your <laughs> memory's kind of gone kaput, Mrs. <laughs> no, not, not at all. My anyway, just it's, it's legal in Canada this is, this too. Is, this is the senile dementia. This is not the um, the cannabis. All right, cool. Right, smashing. All right, moving on from that, uh, because some of our listeners will be appalled that we're talking about such a thing, but it is 2019 and people can talk about it, smoke it, and very various jurisdictions around the world. And they can yes, in but Canada I didn't, too. though. Anyway, I didn't. anyway, never mind. Me thinks you do protest too much. No. <laughs> anyway, shush, let's have a bit of this. Oh, loose. What? Right, okay, so uh, we've been doing this for 300 times mm. and I've completely forgotten to intro the caller in I think, so, I think the caller, uh, oh yes, 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 yes. Do right, that. so, and uh, people do talk about the shambolic nature of Dum Dee Dum and I like to try and pass it off as being deliberate. <laughs> that was a genuine fuck up. <laughs> Which I'm going to leave in the edit for, for, for comic purposes. Right, on this week's episode, we, have, we hear calls from... Dean, Witherspoon, Andrew, Carl, uh, Jonas, uh, Claire, Red Agnes, Dusty Substances, Glynn, Christopher, and Shifty Dave, and also Mia, who came through on uh, on the telephone line, which uh, Lucy is not privy to. Right, now, done that. It's take two on this. was perpetual motion week in Ambridge. It was like the producers used up their entire cast allocation in one week, just thought, oh, to hell with it, let's blow the lot. Let's have everyone out of their houses and pottering around like little wind-up toys. I mean, joy alone must have covered miles this week. Maybe they all got given step counters and they were trying to bump up the distances. Oh, hello, X, and look, here's Y and Z, how lovely. What's that, Ed? You've just seen Q? Well, I'll pop in on her in a minute when I'm on my way, for no apparent reason, to A and B. Well, Yay. Alf's nice, isn't he? I remember him as being fairly decent last time he was in Ambridge, apart from half-inching 20 quid out of Clary's purse. But he's now become the world's most <laughs> inflammatory relative. He spent his week mm. in perpetual motion, visiting the bull, the green, and anywhere else he could stump up to, thinking of the single most inappropriate thing to say to whoever he bumped into and then saying it anyway. So this week mm. we had Hilda, Joy, and Alf roaming the village, pissing people off. Posters went up about Hilda, saying you should only approach her with gloves, gloves and a flamethrower. I think that could well have applied to Joy <laughs> and Alf too. In the most bizarre storyline I have ever heard in Ambridge, and that is bloody saying something, I can tell you. Joy and Tony mm-hmm. wandered around the village, forcing people to show them their animals so Joy could talk to them in Japanese and tell them to bring Hilda back. It didn't work terrifically well. Uh, because Joy is so annoying, people just kept setting her on to people they didn't like. Pat set her on to Lin- Lillian and Linda. Tony set her on to Freddie. People were using her like some sort of heat-seeking missile. 
quite what Tony was doing <laughs> involved in this insanity, I don't know, as he doesn't even believe in horoscopes. Typical Pisces, mm. you see. Um, Rex is flogging <laughs> all his rugby treasures. Treasures, my arse. Here's the box Johnny Wilkinson was wearing all through the hot summer of 2003. <laughs> Rex needs to cart his pigs around. <laughs> <laughs> Rex needs to cart his pigs around more easily, so he's going to put them all inside Johnny Wilkinson's box and drag them around. Or oh, that may have been a dream I had. <laughs> um, Helen is worried about Halloween. Of course she is. It's fun, and there's not much hard work to it. Therefore, in Helen's eyes, it is a bad thing. She's going as Greta Thunberg. Henry is going to go as a forest fire. And Helen's giving all the children <laughs> carrot sticks and dried pineapple. They don't generally get very many trick-or-treat as a bridge farm. I wonder why. Adam and David, who seem relatively sensible until they get together when they immediately both turn into total cretins, got bounced into a pitch meeting with Mince Casey, for which they were entirely unprepared. Uh, they met in the pub and drank lemonade through straws and got all nervous. Then Mince rang. Put it on speaker, said Adam, because obviously that's what you do when you get a business call in a crowded pub. Mince patiently <laughs> put up with being pitched to by the Chuckle Brothers and then said he'd build them a lovely shiny new abattoir, but no one seemed very pleased about it because Vince Casey is not one of us. Elizabeth, who after two months of therapy is now the most sorted woman in the village, is still getting on slightly too pickingly <laughs> well with Russ. She seems to have a blind spot the size of Mike Tucker's about Russ, which I don't <laughs> understand. I appreciate she doesn't want to alienate her daughter, but she doesn't have to pretend he's the second coming, as the first one in the art stock room was bad enough, Mr. Rosemary Gravy. He seems to save up most of his rancour for Tracy, as he cannot quite believe that he had to begin divorce proceedings and lose his job to get his feet under the table at Lower Loxley, whereas all Tracy had to do was turn up and be funny. She popped mm. up there again, as this was a week of popping to places, uh, this time to buy Oliver a bottle of wine for his birthday and to thank him for giving her a leg over. Leg up. Um, I loved the <laughs> fact that Oliver was, Oliver was quite so hysterically delighted about the fact that it was his own birthday. Good for him. Most older people start saying, well, when you get to my age, there's no point celebrating and all that rubbish. But I personally fully intend to celebrate my 70th birthday, blind drunk, trying to stop my two 24-year-old boyfriends from squabbling over me. Anyway, the village busybodies had stuck their nasty little oars in and told him the gossip about Tracy. She dealt with the situation with true class, which is to laugh uproariously at the pinched looks on the faces of Shooter Elizabeth. And sadly, he behaved like a bourgeois pompous old fart. But it's his loss. The only thing I'm slightly annoyed with Tracy about is the fact that she rehabilitated Freddie, which resulted in him being allowed to use the word bounce. Is this not grounds for prison again? Kate says it's all over with Yakult, honestly, just because his stupid grandmother died or something and he had to go back to wherever it was he comes from or something, honestly. Then Horrible Hilda <laughs> surprised everyone by having kittens on the carpet. That is very typical of Daily Mail Peggy, as I bet she goes belting around talking about irresponsible pet owners left, right and centre and then doesn't realise her own cat hasn't been done. Anyway, Kate mm. is completely besotted by the kittens, one in particular, and now she's been dumped by Yakult. Uh, maybe she should think about developing an interest in gingery pussy herself. I am. <laughs> the... <laughs> you can't. You can't leave that in, Lucy. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow. I am still holding out hopes for Krusty on the lesbotic front, but then I am an eternal <laughs> optimist. 
<laughs> now then, Joe Grundy, there was a lot of Joe stuff, which is absolutely fair enough, top hole, marvellous, marvellous, and just as it should be, obvs. But something is very, very wrong here. There is no mm. way on this earth that a wake should be held in a tea room, particularly not Joe Grundy's. No way, Jose! Or Jazza, as we say in Ambridge. Actually, Jazza also reckons <laughs> Chopin's not going to cut the mustard at Joe's wake and said he wanted something more appropriate, like Donald's wears your trousers. Anyway, a wake should not be at a tea room. I repeat, it should not. It should be in a pub, preferably one that smells of urinal block and pork pies. Everyone should feel sad at the start and then have a lovely time and go home feeling very headachy and a bit guilty that they had a nice time and forgot to think about the poor dead person. And everyone has to say, well, the one person who would have loved this was the dead person. And everyone listening had to nod <laughs> and then go off and say it to everyone else. But the great thing about Joe was that he lived every day of his life as if he was at his own wake. And hurrah for that, say I. The end. Oh, Lucy, I really enjoyed that. I'm not going to say I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed it last week, because then Angela Barnes will get really upset. Yes. And we don't know how to get upset no, because no, we, we want her to come on November the 9th. Yes. Right. If you'd already had come, say if we did this on November the 10th, and I said, <laughs> I really enjoyed it more than I did like three weeks ago, then it'd be, I could probably get away with it. But not, you know, actually, yeah. even that would be enough. You have to keep the talent because, sweet. Keep the talent yeah, sweet. True. Yeah, true. And November yeah. the 9th is even a birthday. So I don't know when the appropriate period would be to then go and diss somebody who you didn't mean to diss. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, a, it's, a, it's an ethical conundrum really but anyway it, there were lots of gags in it this week and i'm not even, i'm going to pass on the one about the uh the the moggy the moggy injury moggy pussy gag. no no lucy stop it <laughs> stop it um but uh apart from that i have absolutely zero notes on last okay, good. week because <laughs> Yeah, I, nice I, I thought, 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 thought it'd make, make you happy. <laughs> it won't be a short show because we have so many We have a billion, don't we? We, we have a gabillion, a gabillion. And um, I think we should probably just start with that, really. Let's just start with a call. And, of course, because I've never done this show before, I forgot to upload Linda Snell <laughs> on the phone. So I'm going to cut <laughs> that in in the edit. Okay. Hello, Ambridge3962. You know what I've decided to do? Line up some of our old trusted caller in considering it's our 300th attempt, and this has been a shambolic attempt as attempts go so far. So here we go. It's some of our old trusty faithfuls, and uh, it's our Claire first. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. Wishing you a very happy 300th episode. Congratulations. May there be many, many more. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in Birmingham in a couple of weeks' time. And thanks to everyone, and especially to Naked Fingers and Angela for a couple of really great weeks as well. It's always fun when the supply teachers are in. Um, But we love you all. Okay, bye. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. First of all, congratulations on 300 episodes. That's a wonderful, wonderful achievement. Although I wasn't in at the very beginning, I've certainly enjoyed everything for years. So well done, everyone who contributes. Just briefly on the subject of the archers, can't stop. And Alf, I hope he's not around forever. Uh, Joy, I think we have potential there. She's a little bit irritating at the moment, but they always do that with new people. But I think she's going to be great. 
I think probably Guinness Book of Records for the oldest cat producing kittens with Hilda. Uh, mm. She'd certainly had at least one owner, if not two. So hmm, not sure about that. And please, please, please can Oliver and Tracy be at it like ferrets before we know, because I think that would just be wonderful for them and get up everybody else's noses, which would be a bonus. Anyway, that's probably it. Um, I'm looking forward to coming to Birmingham on the 9th, the 9th of November. I'm hoping it is on the 9th of November. My brain's just suddenly gone wrong. If I'm there on the 9th and nobody else is there, oh dear, what <laughs> a pity. But on the 9th of November, assuming everyone else is there, I'll be in the front row and I'll be the one bringing the twiglets. So see you then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. This isn't about the archers. This is about Dumpty Dum. Um, wishing you congratulations for reaching 300 episodes. I've uh, been listening since episode three and uh, contributing from, I don't know, maybe about eight or nine. And I've made many friends, um, virtual friends and some real life friends through this uh, community. And I'm um, looking forward to catching up with you all in Birmingham or some of you in Birmingham. That's it for now. Keep up the good work. Bye. Oh, thank you, Mr. Horn. Uh, thank so you, what, all of what, you. what were the issues uh, raising those calls? Because I, I was on Twitter. Uh, no, not because the call... The, no, but like... No, but somebody, and uh, mm-hmm. this was um, Michelle Moo, mm-hmm. she tweeted a picture, and admittedly it was a day, day ago, um, of Oliver and Tracy, and um, it's... Uh, Babs Windsor and um, Thingamy Bob from, um, from the Carry On. Yeah, exactly, Sid James. And it's just it's just so apt. And it really, it really made me titter. Uh, pun completely not intended. It's that famous one, you know, where she's kind of topless. Uh, so I've got that hanging up in my bathroom, that picture. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Makes me laugh when I'm in the bath. Mm. <laughs> Lucy in the bath. Anyway, so... Uh, 300th uh, time of a dum-de-dum. Yep. And people are talking about stuff. Andrew's going to be up in Brum. So's Dusty. So's Claire. Uh, can't wait to see them. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, mm. Dusty, I loathe Alf. Uh, utterly, utterly loathe him. Poisonous old git. Um, but am I... Somebody ring in and tell me, because uh, I'm sure someone better than... With better knowledge than me knows, but mm. Alf wasn't that bad. Last time he was in Ambridge, he was all right. No, he was all right. And remember, he wasn't as on all right as he is now. He he knew that George stole and, money, yeah, and he's basically taken it in the neck for that. And he hasn't let on that George has stolen it. He doesn't know that people think that he's done it, but he hasn't let on that George has done it. So no, he does a, know people think he's done it because Clary confronted him with it. Because she said to mm. him, "So because you took the money, blah 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 blah." And oh, he gosh, said, yes. "No, I didn't." Sorry, and sorry, then he sorry. Said, well, yes, why didn't this you? is what I loose. This is what I get for not having my notes in front of me. <laughs> right. Yes, but he didn't dob in George. That's no, what I he meant. He didn't. That's what I meant. But That's why is he just going around the village being an absolute vile sod to everybody? Well, dare I say it? He's supposed to be a Grundy in inverted commas, and they're all well. He's an old school old... Grundy, isn't he? Exactly. Not because before slightly... they got all cozy. Hmm. You know, slightly mm. on the make, not mm. even slightly, just on the make. Yeah, a bit rude. Railing bit, against yeah. the social economic justice of being the 
bottom of the economic pile. Yeah. So, you know, Oliver's kind of screwed them over, yeah. even though Oliver completely yeah. hasn't, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yep. As you said, it's an old school 1980s, early 1990s yeah. Grundy. Yeah. Before The Lost the Farm. He must have been really good fun to write. And I love the fact that he calls everybody by their full name, like Joe did. You know what? And all that. <laughs> <laughs> I that that little idiom had been lost on me. Again, I think um, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I um, I'm finding him quite sort of um, painful to listen to, but I like the fact that it's making the rest of the Grundies pull together. I'm finding mm. joy excruciating. And I know, as Dusty said, they do this with new people. They did it with Linda. We all hated Linda. And now after 150 years, we're grudgingly accepting her. Um, mm. Just like in a real village. But I uh, well, I just find what? Joy insanely Lucy. irritating. She has no redeeming features. Yeah, but they're setting us up for something, aren't they? There's going to be a massive emotional switcheroo. That and I come be. back again to mm. why did we not, why were we allowed to lose Vicky and get Joy when they're basically the same sodding person? Mm. Apart from Vicky's no, well, well, Vicky, no, I don't think they were the, exactly the same person because there was a Joy to Vicky, wasn't there? You know, again, pun not intended. She was a joyful character. Yeah. And people didn't take an, an, an automatic dislike to her. And I mean the other characters. She yeah. came in and, okay, she ruffled a few feathers because she's a little bit brash. Uh, and, you know, not brash, brassy and working class mm. and, and a brummy. Yeah. But people didn't run in the opposite direction when, when, when they saw her coming. And she also made Mike very happy. Yeah. As well, whereas Joy Horville is completely and utterly um, on her own in that mm. village, and is going out of her way to try and and make those social connections, yeah. but she's going about it in a way which uh, people see as somewhat um, unappealing, shall yeah. we say? But there's going to be a big emotional switcheroo, and it can't come soon enough because I must admit she's testing my patience, but she's yeah. testing everyone's patience apart from one of our caller inners who. Um, we'll come to later who um has got a bigger heart than most of us you're more patient than me though you you don't get wound up by people as quickly as i do that's true yeah i've got i've got a bigger heart than you and i you know that's so mine's all mine's mine's like a little crab apple it's all it's all (laughs) is it a crab apple is it just wizened well it's wizened yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Yeah. um and um uh but uh, so for her to be pissing you off already, it's obvious she's going to be pissing me off already, but for her to be pissing you <laughs> off already kind of shows that she really is that bad. True. But, you know, she's been expertly written and, mm. and played. You have to give them that because hardly anybody likes her. Yeah. Listeners, we are the other residents of Ambridge yeah. in our well, visceral are, dislike we? of her. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. God, it's her again. Get her off the radio. Get her yeah. off the radio. But she's a very, we've all met Joys in our life. So in terms of an accurate portrayal of the spread of humanity and the personalities they come wrapped up in, you know, pretty accurate. Yeah. But let's just see where the the dramatic construct is with all of this, because right here and now, get rid. And remember we said when she was at that um, village meeting, parish council meeting, meeting, uh, yeah, 
then she was referenced afterwards in two or three episodes mm. and there was no joy. And we thought she's just going to be a one-off. Yeah. She's going to be a one-off. She was that and... Beechwood woman, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. That Joy exactly. Horville or that Beechwood woman. Mm-hmm. But hey, but hey, but hey, but hey. I'll say something not too controversial, but I don't think we need any extra new characters on the Archers. There are so many great characters that we don't hear from mm. that why are they loading up I new know. ones? Yeah. Carol Tregoran, who's a, a new character but really an old character. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. What's happened to her? Yeah. And and actually that and she's the uh the the new old character or the or the old new character that belies the fact that whenever a new woman walked into the village, we take an instant dislike because mm. of the way that she's written. She yeah. came in, everyone liked her. Yeah. In part maybe it's because of the actor that played her, but she came in bright and breezy, rolling her sleeves up, bit interesting, smoking yeah. spliff, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. Older woman, everybody's like fantastic and a daughter too everybody yeah. liked her so yeah. they don't always bring in new characters for us just to go Ugh, you know. <laughs> but anyway uh, what do i know i've got no notes i'm just uh, flying by the seat of my pants this mature, week that when a new character comes in we all go <laughs> i mean we do you're right but, you know it's just highlighting how um the uh, somewhat over um over overwrought uh, sense of um uh, not overwrought, what's the term? Uh, we, we are over-possessive of, of Ambridge. Well, are we over-possessive or do we come with a whole load of instinctive cultural bias, biases, that, number one, we, we, we know, we like who we know. There is that. Right, yeah. so Kenton can be an arse. We, we go, it's Kenton. We like and we like who we know, yes. Exactly. Then somebody else We're comes in. you ask anyone in our <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. And and that is the, the massive conceit that we, how we let ourselves down because, as, as I've said before, us as archers fans and and wider as radio four listeners we like to think oh we're a little bit intelligent and mm. uh we can see past things and uh, but when it comes down to it we're small-minded nimbies <laughs> <laughs> get off my soap <laughs> anyway um here's a little bit of an advert uh from up north Hi, Royfield, Lucy, and all Dumpty Dum peeps worldwide. This is the ginger kitten of Hilda calling, a.k.a. Mia from Newcastle. Hope you're all well. Just to let you know, we have a Dumpty Dum meetup in Newcastle-upon-Tyne on Thursday, the 21st of November, 7pm at the Tyneside Bar Café. Just hope as many Dumpty Dum peeps can come along um, if they're up in the northeast of England, especially if you've uh, been able to get to the live recording in Birmingham, which I'm, sadly I can't join you for because uh, we'd love to hear all the gossip what's going on. Hope you're all well. Love to everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Mia. And she, she's another kind of stalwart Dumpty Dumber, does her thing up there up in the northeast forever organizing uh, meetups and an integral part of the community and we salute you up there in uh geordie land well done mia uh so that's a little bit of an advert uh lucy um should we just crack on with um another call or would you like to chat on about not much uh no let's have a call smashing 
Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. A very happy 300th episode to all. I can't believe I've been caller entering for four and a half years. Wow. <laughs> also, if you're listening to this on Halloween, then happy 61st birthday to me. Wow, again. Just to follow up on last week's excellent discussion about treatment of depression, I thought there was a possibility that maybe Elizabeth had talked to her doctor before tapering off the antidepressant, but I didn't really think she had. Mistake by the scriptwriters, unless they do want to revisit this issue down the road. Elizabeth said she didn't have any withdrawal effects, which sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, depending upon the specific medication and its half-life. For instance, Prozac has a very long half-life, so withdrawal effects are less likely. But patients almost always have withdrawal effects when even slowly stopping affects her. So do consult your doctor before stopping any yeah. medication. I think more the issue is whether, from an efficacy point of view, Elizabeth stopped the medication and therapy too soon, and she has a recurrence of depression in a few months. Now, on to what's on everyone's minds and lips this week. Hilda, Joy, the secret language of cats and dogs, who gives a crap? The scriptwriters really threw some ideas against the wall to see what would stick. Yeah, Joy may have an interesting and sympathetic backstory, but it's no excuse for poor social skills. As alluded to on Facebook, she is like nails on a chalkboard. Scriptwriters, please keep this in mind when introducing a new character. It's okay for us to like them from the get-go. That goes for Rory as well. Looks like he's finally developing a sympathetic side. Talk to you all soon. Mm. Yeah. Would you like to go first, Freeman? I don't know what Angela, because I haven't listened yet. I don't know what Angela said last week about the um, antidepressants, but it, it's not it's not a decision that you should take lightly or quickly. Uh, they can make you feel really peculiar when you take them. And it's an extremely gradual process um, of stopping them. You don't just stop. You have, um, you you reduce your dose. You know, it can take like sort of four months to stop um, because otherwise you can get some really weird, I've had them, you can get some really weird um, uh, sort of side effects from from stopping. And um, it's, yeah, uh, it seemed bizarre that she was just sort of going, yep, well, I'm all, I'm all fixed now. I'll know what to do next time. You know, it's not a flipping, you know, it's not Gaviscon or something. <laughs> you know, mm. it's, it's a serious thing that takes a long time. And I, stopping, generally at the point at which you stop, you want to stop therapy, uh, in my view, is the, is the time when, is exactly the time when you shouldn't because normally when you want to stop is when you've hit something really important that you really, really is really difficult to talk about. And therefore is something, you know, with my, yeah, it's it's something that you need to talk about. So you should keep going. Um, Mm. and you know, yeah, the, I just, I, I sort of, it was again, again, quite a kind of a, um, it was a fast food version of of depression elizabeth's in the same way that as i always go on about ed's crack addiction was a fast food crack addiction it was it wasn't real it was kind of it looked like it but it wasn't really it and um yeah like fast Mm. food looks like food but isn't really food and um that was kind of it's all sort of whizzed up 
It's like all the salient bits are there, um, but it's it's a very accelerated fake uh, portrayal. Well, I guess because it has to be to a certain extent. But I don't understand. I don't see why she had to stop or why they could. She could just say, "Yeah, I'm still, I'm still seeing someone. I find it really, really helpful." You know, it doesn't have to be right. Done that next. You know. Mm. Um, I got a sneaky feeling we're going to revisit this with mm. Elizabeth. I don't think that it's over. And as for the reference to well, realistically, past- it isn't. Well, there you go. Mm. And then um, as for the reference which you gave about it being fast food, I'll say this very quickly. Holy camoly, everybody, listen to last week's Planet Money about uh, innovation in fries. Uh, Planet Money is uh, a podcast which was put out by NPR. NPR. It's only 20 minutes long. And it's about uh, the humble French fry, skinny chips, and how uh, and and what happens to them when they are delivered, uh, and because a chip is only good out of the fryer for seven minutes, and then it becomes a soggy mess. It mm. is one of the most fascinating, interesting, illuminating bits of radio forward slash podcasting you're ever going to hear, and you just won't believe that the lengths that companies go to when they realise these problems. That's fast food. Moving on now, Lucy, back onto. Um, dum-de-dum in the shape of the archers or an archers in the shape of dum-de-dum. It's become apparent to me after the outpouring of thanks that Angela got for her uh, honest um, depiction, discussion of her mental health issues that she had to wrestle with, that what dum-de-dum is, is group therapy with a little bit of the arches thrown in. Yeah. Right? The, the, <laughs> the arches <laughs> is almost incidental. And and it's and it, and that was really when I when I first realized there is something quite magical uh and quite unique going on with our listenership. It was actually Nick um and Nick is the the wonderful person at uh, Birmingham Town Hall who is allowing us to come and play in his workplace. Uh, once a year and um, Nick said to me whilst people were buying tickets last year in the run-up to the show um, I think he said this um, via a telephone call but it's possible this was actually um, an email it's funny how your mind plays tricks with you but uh, basically he said this he says Royfield what Nick so there's something weird going on with the ticket sales of Dum-de-Dum really what Nick he says well hmm so I've been doing this like for what some 30 years I've been in the the concert business for some 30 years. Well, on average, when somebody buys a ticket, so when somebody makes an order for tickets, uh, they buy 2.5 tickets because nobody comes by themselves and some people buy for, for a group, etc., etc. So Dumbly Dum's really weird. It's like 1.5. I'm like, oh, okay. And he says, so your listeners are either all saddos and lonely or you've built a wonderful community of people who don't actually need to know who's going, but feel secure and comfortable That's lovely. going by themselves. Which one is it? And I says, hopefully it's the latter and not the former. He said, they're all sad weirdos. <laughs> they're all sad folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we I've just had the most wonderful weekend. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slightly betray a confidence 
but I hope it's going to be all right. So, um, Christina, who people heard at the start of the show, she um, she lives um, in Michigan, just north of Detroit, and we'd had uh, and the, just for the sake of uh, geography, if you drew a straight line from Detroit to Ottawa. Uh, you literally would drive through Burlington, which is the Toronto suburb where my kids actually live. So the day of the, uh, on Friday, sorry, she, uh, we we communicate by text and she says, how are you getting there? I said, well, I'm going to drive up. And she said, well, there's no point both of us driving because I'm literally going to be driving past your house. So why don't we share the drive? Smashing. And then uh, she gets to Burlington and she says, well, why don't we just go in my car? I'm like, great, right? And so... I spent five, it's a five and a half five and a half hour drive, and yes, Christine and I, Christine and I have spoken before uh, at Dum uh, Dum last year, but we hardly muckers. But of course, we feel very comfortable being in each other's company because we have not only the Archers but Dum Dum in common. And here's the thing, Lucy. So we get to Ottawa, and she basically says, "Your hotel or mine." And I must admit, Lucy, I did kind of look at her and go, we haven't flirted with each other at all. You're going straight for the kill. You are, Mrs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I did kind of freeze. Right. And she says, well, are you going to drop me off at my hotel or do you want me to drop you off at yours? And she says, well, if you drop me off at mine, you can have my car for the weekend. And I went, what? Right. And she went, well, Royfield, all I'm going to have to do is find somewhere to park it, pay for parking for two Mm. days You've got to pick up Noah, et cetera, et cetera. You might as well have my car. And I went, but like, and I wanted to say, you don't know me. Yeah. And when I, re- when I re- relayed this to Noah, when I turned up in this strange car, and he said, Dad, whose car's that? I said, it's Christine. Have you stolen a car, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Again? And, and <laughs> he said, isn't that a bit weird? And I went, I think it is, but... <laughs> But it's dumpty dump, so exactly. <laughs> yeah. I said, but if you look at it from Christina's point of view, Lucy and I are friends, and she's been listening to us for years. Yeah. So she feels safe in entrusting her car to me. But I said, when she said it, I didn't go no. I said no twice, you know. And he went, dumpty dum's a bit weird, isn't it, Dad? And I went, but weird, good son, weird, good. Get in the back. Or is it it's good? <laughs> Shut up. But that's what we have around us, Luce. That's what's been built with all these caller yeah. inners for the last five and a half years, three hundred episodes, that people can come to an event and you see it on the flick chat app, you see it on Twitter, somebody will say I'm going by myself. Will I be all right? And people just go, of course you will. Yeah. You know, you're amongst friends you just haven't met yet. That's all. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. And then occasionally we talk about the archers in between all the group therapy. <laughs> mm. Yes. Right. On yeah. that stunning note, let's go to Bristol via Sweden. Ah, Lucy and Royford and Dumpty Dummers around the world. This is KJ here, also known as Eggstones on Twitter. Congratulations to your 300th episode. Thank you. It's been a great ride. Um, I'm calling in to moan today. And as a Swede, I am absolutely baffled 
how the script writers came up with Jakob, not Jakob, sorry, Jakob. <laughs> it's pronounced in Swedish, Jakob. And as he lives here, he would probably have gone by now to change it to Jacob. He would not go Jakob and definitely not Jakob. It is driving me insane. That's it. Over and out. Bye. Mm. There you go. Blimey. The Swede uh, is talking. Yeah. The Swede yes, hath yes. spoken. Mm-hmm. The Iceman cometh. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, KJ, from, uh, also known as Eggstones. Uh, he's also um, a, a listener of some vintage who is very prolific on the Twitters and also on the flick chat. So we uh, salute you, who I met once in Bristol at a meetup. Mm. Right, so that's KJ. And you met uh, him at Birmingham last year, you twonk. I didn't say that's the only place I'd met him was Bristol. Oh, okay. You need to steady your horses. Really, you do. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Charles. This is Christopher. Falling in again. Or, or even Christopher. It seems to me that this has been a, a week for the residents of uh, Ambridge to reveal themselves to be a lot of petty, snobbish, Ooh. self-important, mm-hmm. moaning-faced, negative bastards. Oh, and this ugly behaviour oh, seems to come on two fronts. <laughs> the first is in reference to Joy Horville, who has been treated by the scriptwriters as a sort of Geordie hyacinth bucket, mm-hmm. sending residents fleeing into their homes or hiding behind hedgerows in case they have to be confronted by this woman. And it seems to me that the only crime that Joy is accused of is to be friendly. And I think the people of Ambridge, having survived a diet of two-faced duplicitousness and manipulativeness <laughs> for so long, they seem at a complete loss as to how to how to react to this woman's friendliness. They're, they're baffled by it. Yeah. She must have some ulterior motive. Or how, and all she is is just trying to be friendly. The second victim of village snobbishness is, of course, Tracy. And what Shula and... Others were trying to say, but couldn't or wouldn't, is that Oliver wouldn't be seen dead with Tracy because she's common. Mm. Um, and interestingly, the only person who seemed able to greet Joy with any kind of open-hearted civility was Tracy. Tracy. A connection, maybe. Anyway, mm. cheerio. I could listen to Christopher all day. I love his voice. Um, he then emailed us. He said, what I didn't have time to say in my call-in was that as a fan of ITV3, I did actually quite enjoy the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover-esque odd couple detective pairing of Tony and Joy. (laughs) And I think it would make an excellent series. One, a chatterbox cat whisperer, the other, a sceptical old curmudgeon. Shouldn't work together, but somehow they do. Sorry for sending two messages in as many weeks. <laughs> Having switched off Twitter, Facebook and all the rest of it, you are now my only outlet into the outside world. Snogs, Christopher. Snogs mm. back again, Christopher. Um, yes, I was very much enjoy- I don't. I think, I think Pat was a bit of a cow, though, just sending poor old Tony, chucking him on the sacrificial fire and going, off you go, Tony, I'm busy. Piss off, you know, you go with her. Um, I, I love, you know, I loved about that scene when Joy turned up, that she was explaining who Peggy was to them. Yeah. You know, yes. and <laughs> yes. it's like, yes, my it's my, yeah, yes. Yes. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be my, my mother, mother and my mother-in-law. And, and they go, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I think is just supposed to show you how hard she's trying and how new she is to the village. You know, she yeah. hadn't made that connection, etc. And we have to cut her some slack. And I thought it, not that I often can um, rip into, rip into is completely the wrong expression. Not that I normally disagree with what listeners say, but I am surprised at Witherspoon's attitude that he was basically said that uh, Joy was kind of tone deaf and had she had no social skills. There's a story behind it. We just don't know what it is yet. And um, what Christopher has done is to remind us of our kind of common humanity. She is new to the village. She has no mates. Cut her some slack. Yeah. You know, cut but her a little bit of slack. she is tone deaf to mood, though. She, you know, people are saying, I haven't got time to watch videos or to watch your daughter's show reel because I'm in the middle of cooking my dinner, i.e. Kirsty and um, uh, Philip. Mm. And she just blithely ignores them. She just carries on. Yeah. But that, that to me, again, says that um, she is lonely. She has too much time on her hands and there mm. is some story around her loneliness, around her isolation. She has moved. I can't remember. I can't remember if she said she's moved directly from North Shields, South Shields. I, I can't mm. remember. But she's moved somewhere and she knows no one. She's thrown well, herself into Billy's Rochelle, life, I hasn't think, she? I think actually Rochelle hates her. I think when we meet Rochelle, we'll discover that Rochelle is a bitch and then everybody will suddenly start liking Joy. Or... Even more interesting than that, that Rochelle has got good reason not to like her. Mm. So then we have to dig even deeper to find something redeeming about the joyless joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. uh, Anyway, ring in again, Christopher, because I like you. You know what, right? As a Brummie, as someone who has the least attractive British accent, statistically speaking, right? You don't want us on uh telephone helplines you don't want us as broadcasters etc etc the butt of every joke right i took that quite personally when you said he can ring in every week and you just like to hear his voice there is one i've listened listened 300 weeks i've listened to you (laughs) (laughs) You 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 know what People, no one has ever said to me ever, and I'm I, this isn't. I'm not looking for a compliment here before anybody like calls it. But no, no one ever says, "Oh, Roy thought you're soft, lovely, brummy, you know, brogue." I, I, I find it alluring. I find it any <laughs> brummies like we fucking hate it, right? Mm. And considering that the bard himself spoke with a Midlands accent, right? Yeah, we need to really reclaim this. And, and also re-educate the rest of the country. Though I will admit, I thought Christopher's got a quite a nice accent too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Christopher, uh, loved your call. Uh, you're smashing and you're super. Um, here is somebody, I tell you, here's somebody who I really like. Right? We, what's been lovely about this 300th episode, Lucy, is that um, we've had Witherspoon, we've had Claire from Clapham, we've had Dusty, we've had Andrew Horn. These are people who've rung in week after week after week. And now we have Glyn as well. He's another stalwart. Oh. Love you, Glyn. Here we go. Hello, hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. 
It's been a few weeks since I rang in. Um, apologies, the world of tax has been keeping me very busy recently. Uh, I've rung in to comment on a couple of Archer's characters, uh, Joy and Will Grundy. On Joy, there must be more to Joy Horville than we're seeing at the moment, because most of what we're seeing is pretty silly. Um, my proposal for a backstory is that Rochelle has, in fact, recently died, and that um, Joy's constant references are an expression of grief and, in a sense, a way of trying to keep Rochelle alive. And she's moved away from Newcastle because it was very painful to be around where Rochelle had lived to, to Ambridge. I've also seen suggestions on social media that perhaps uh, Rochelle never existed, which also could be a plausible backstory. No doubt we shall find out, and the sooner the better, and get this silliness out of the way. On Will Grundy, uh, Lucy suggested a few weeks ago that he was something like a collection of um, Clary's repressed angers at Eddie. And that got me thinking about whether Will Grundy's ever really had a story of his own. He's been the anti-Eddie when he was growing up. And mm. then later on, he's really been a counterpoint to what Ed's been getting mm. up to, um, rather than being a character in his own right. And then even if you look at Nick and Nick's death, that was more public information story than a story about um, Will and Nick. And I think Will Grundy's been developed into a caricature rather than a character. The script writers really don't know what to do with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he went away soon and then came back possibly as a new actor. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. Keep it up. Great. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. Red Agnes here. I'm really busy this week, but I uh, thought I'd uh, give you to go to give you a quick ring. This week, Joe Grundy, I really, really miss him. The rest of the archers, absolute bobbins. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start, right? And then I'm just going to leave the floor to you, Freeman. You know... I've got big love for Glyn. He's yeah. a man who I greatly admire. Always wise and sage uh, opinions, really measured with what he says. He's so wrong with everything that he said this time. <laughs> Utterly wrong, Glyn. And I, 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 I literally had to pick myself about up what? off the floor. What he said about Will. Will is not a caricature. He's a character. Utterly a character. Uh. Will, through... We dislike him. He's a misogynist. He's he's sexist. He's all these things. He's he's utterly tone deaf to the thoughts and the feelings of other people around him. But even Will Grundy, to prove that he's a three D character, has flashes where he go where he sits down, has his quiet moments, and he reflects and he says, "I'm sorry." But he's but he's too wound up within with these feelings of. Um, his self-worth and other people getting on and doing things and getting things which they don't deserve. And it, But he's worked hard and he's so deferential to the social order and he believes in the patriarch and all these kind of things and whatever, right? But you know what? He's trying with Poppy. He's taken mm. her to the park, right? <laughs> that was a really key scene last week. He was playing with his daughter. He's learning how to be a single father. He's chased away two children. And he realizes that he has to change. Now, are we going to start liking him from next week? No. But he's a character, Glenn. He's not a caricature. As Joy Horville right now is a caricature. She's completely yeah. and utterly one note. Yeah.
and it's Will a really Grundy, note. Yeah. Will Grundy has periods where he hates his brother. He can like his brother. Well, not necessarily like him. He can put up with his brother and cooperate with his brother. Will Grundy nearly committed suicide but has realised that he needs to give up his job. I actually think that realisation was too neat, too pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's managed to do that 180. He's a character. He's a character. He's not a caricature. Couldn't disagree with you more, uh, Glenn. Other than that, uh, stunning call. Uh, and thank you for listening. <laughs> and putting up with us for all the episodes that you have Um, I remember meeting you for the first time when we're down at the BBC uh, studios uh, you and your missus and um, and you tell it and you you told me about the the story of of your surname and and then also um, there was the remember Angela Barnes met his daughter up in Edinburgh yes you know, you are so part of the the whole kind of mythos. Yeah. And I know it's a horrible word which Radio 4 listeners don't like, but the mythos of uh, Dumbly Dum and the listeners, sir. So I, I salute you. And I hope. I was just, I was just intrigued because he was the first person I've ever heard who's managed to get the words "joy" and "Will Grundy" in the same sentence. That's quite <laughs> the achievement. I don't think joy. I don't think Rochelle. Uh, is dead because uh, Joy is talking about Skyping her. And then that would suggest that Joy is seriously deranged if she honestly thinks she's... Why would she lie about Skyping a dead person? That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, uh, but I, 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 yes, there's obviously a big story there, isn't there? Um, yes. And Red Agnes, I also agree with you. It was bobbins, apart from the Joe bits, which were great. Mm. And uh, I, you know what? What? Obviously, I love all of our listeners. All right. But I do have a massive soft spot for Red Agnes, apart from the fact that I'm grout. You know, Lucy's the talent, <laughs> Royful, and you're the grout. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I do love your northern ways, and uh, you do not make me laugh. So long may you continue to be Red Agnes. Uh, you, you is super. Now, I think, Lucy, we're just about done with the calls, other than uh, I think we might have Shifty Dave. Uh, and to... Dean. Who's oh, Dean? and Dean. I don't know. Where's Dean? Who's Dean? Have I made up Dean? I think you have. I didn't see oh. him in... Um, no, 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 there is, there, is, there is a Dean. I'm sure that I'm going to have a look now. All right, you have a look for, for Dean, whilst I'll just hit Shifty Dave. On uh, on on me on me button on me oh, console. Oh no, Drew, Drew. I meant Drew. That's it, Drew. Well done. There is a Drew. Uh, all right, we'll have a bit of Drew after Shifty Dave. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Royfield. It's Shifty Davey here from Fife and other places. I'm a little bit behind the curve here, but recently Peggy opened the door to Joy Horville, and um, she said something that really made me laugh. She said. So I recorded it on my phone and now I have a thing I can play when I'm listening to the archers and things annoy me. So, for example, I can do, oh, here comes a storyline about abattoirs. (laughs) Hannah is about to talk to Neil about slurry. (laughs) Here comes Will Grundy. (laughs) So, you see, I really can have the most enormous fun 
Anyway, <laughs> that amused me for really, I think, far longer than was reasonable. Thank you very much for indulging me. I really enjoy the show. Um, thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Hmm? Sorry. I've <laughs> got as well, didn't it? <laughs> I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Especially the breath in between. Oh, <gasps> joy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mm. Right. Yes. Uh, w- well done, Shifty Dad. Remember the <laughs> la- when he first called in, we very clearly said which other places. Do you remember? Yeah. Well, we said that's why we said he was Shifty. Because he wouldn't uh, say where he was from, and now he's calling himself Shifty Davy. Right, you know what? Yes, well done. Mm. But I still want. To, so, do we actually want this mystery to be solved? Or, no, or, or we I, don't. Like, I like imagining him as an international man of mystery, occasionally pressing his phone to make his phone <laughs> go "Oh, joy!" in Peggy's face. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you about international people of mystery. So Jane, who turned up at the uh, at Dumpty Dum, uh, the Dumpty Dum meetup, not yeah, lovely lady. Um, I think she's from Red Hill. She's from you know good solid Middle England Red Hill, and uh, her hubby, her partner, had been in the, the diplomatic uh, service, and so she's been everywhere. Hence, um, at the start of the show, and she was telling us about being in Venezuela in the seventies and all the corruption that kind of went on there and stuff. And it's that typical thing with somebody, you know, who's lived in loads of countries. You yeah. say, well, you know, did your hubby actually work for the diplomatic corps or was he a spy? Yeah. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> well, if I was to tell you the truth, Royfield, I'd have to kill you. Right. And I went, you were the spy. And she went, damn it. Right. And it... <laughs> And it completely utterly paid up to my heteronormative view of the world. I thought her husband was the spy, but his acting yeah. was her. So there you go. She worked for the you Secret Service. You probably shouldn't service. have said that, should you? Oh, she's retired now. Oh, oh okay. Do you think that Mossad or like uh, the KGB yes. still got a hit out on her? Yes. No on you. <laughs> Why for producing Donkey Dumb? For being, <laughs> for being so crap after 300 episodes, I don't know when to press the right button. If I'm not... <laughs> Look, if I, I'm listeners, on Putin's hit list because of that. <laughs> Good heavens. I'm on my hit list because of that. Um, listeners, if Royfield isn't on next week, or we're both not on next week, then do alert the services, won't you? <laughs> ring, ring someone. Don't it mean we've been knocked out by Mossad because Royfield's accidentally just caused a massive diplomatic incident? Well, it has to be said, I am a friend of the Palestinians. Uh, I do, I do proudly wave that flag. You know, I believe in a two-state solution, and uh, you know, uh, in in terms of Mossad, you know, they're, I'm not going to be their, their greatest fan. So, but I had a wonderful time when I when I went to Israel. You know, it's a fascinating country. But Stop I'm sure... trying to suck up now; it's too late. Oh God! All they're right. coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> right then, uh, I best uh, Donna. Uh, uh, Let's get on with it. All is right, it smash. Drew now? It is Drew. It's Drew. Uh, brings up the rear. And I'm sure he's going to do a, uh, a wonderful job doing that. Hello, Dumpty Dum Gang. This is Drew Calling from Tokyo. I have two messages of congratulations this week. The first one is to Yakult. Congratulations, Yakult, for finally being shot of that horrible, selfish woman. Well done, you. 
But more importantly, <laughs> I also want to congratulate Royfield, Lucy, Yoko Bear, Millie Bell, Robert, and all of the guest hosts and callers that have made 300 fantastic episodes of Dumpty Dum. I've been listening since episode 227, and so that's 73 episodes, and I haven't missed one. And it's a big part of my week, and I just want to say thank you to everybody, and congratulations again. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well done, And sadly, I don't think that Yakult is properly shot of Kate, because she's like fox shit. She just spreads herself around and gets everywhere, so I'm sure that she will. um, uh, We will be hearing from her in relation to him very soon. Oh, I love a bit of Drew me. And and he kind of goes to the heart of, like, you know, our listeners, in that we're a polyglot, global lot of, like, dum-de-dummers who love the archers. Because Drew's in, where is he? He's in to- Tokyo, isn't he? And, he? and he's from Toronto, and he's an Anglophile. So he's a bit hmm. of this and a bit of that. Hmm. All over the place, just like our listenership. All over. So well done to you, Drew. Uh, Lucy, do we have any emails? Uh, we do. We have one from Silver Girl, who said, mm-hmm. I have never thought much about the Elizabeth and Russ speculation, but I noticed when Elizabeth was chatting with Russ on Tuesday, she commented on the great support she's received, I quote, from you and the children, unquote. This just struck me as if she was referring to him as her equivalent generation-wise and the children as another generation apart from them and their relationship. It sounded like she was chatting to her partner. Perhaps anyone Mm. who didn't know otherwise could easily assume they were in a relationship rather than Russ being together with one of the children. I just thought this may have been a very subtle piece of writing that implied the direction of things to come. Oh, God! Can't wait to see you on November the 9th. Silver Girl, this is a very good observation, I think. Yeah, spot on the money. And I must admit, uh, that didn't... Uh, escape my notice either which is unusual really because things have to be like you know written 10 foot high neon for me to notice <laughs> any level of subtlety but i did notice that too uh so so well done silver girl uh we is chiming we is chiming um, a small little uh departure um now we had a little bit of a message yet which i only just saw today uh from uh krista uh felek and and she says uh, can I have a little bit of a plug now her i think it's um her amateur dramatic society are doing wait for it the canterbury tales um as adapted by nick warburton of the archers and they're doing it from november the 7th at 7:30 through to oh well it's only just two days uh, to to friday oh no to saturday so you got the thursday the friday and the saturday so saturday the 9th and there is a matinee at 2.30 and then there is the other performance at 7.30 on the Saturday. And it's at Williams Hall, Stoke St. Gregory. And tickets are available um, at Stoke stores. Uh, or you can ring on 01823490981 for further information. So you got your plug in, Mrs. And I read it out. So hopefully we'll get one or two uh, dumby dummers along to see your version of Canterbury Tales. On that point, let's have a quick break. Come back with a touch of the Millie Bell socials. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Good day, everyone. Well, we started the week with um, a share of a post from Kerry Davis uh, that he tweeted, and he said... So far, we have only seen Joy in a few scenes. Give her time. Hashtag the archers plays the long game. Now, I think this was in response to people saying, what was the point of uh, creating a new character of the archers that has just got one, um, who's just one dimensional? And that was his response. So we thought that was worth sharing. Uh, then we moved on to discuss um, the fact that Joy's plan had worked with trying to find the cat. And I have to say, I was completely underwhelmed by this. I just thought it was the silliest plot. Um, uh, I, I just have to say, maybe I'm a little intolerant at the moment because we're coming up to exam season um, here in Australia. So I'm pretty stressed. But uh, anyway, it seemed I wasn't the only one because Stephen Bowden said, it's all a setup. Joy kidnapped Kilda and then released her alongside this mysterious white cat. It's all part of a long-term plan to get her close to Peggy with a view to sabotaging the rewilding scheme. Who would want to do a thing like that? Well, who might know somebody with a northeast accent who could be used in this way? You can take the girl out of Prado, but... Joanna Powell said, of course it worked. This time next year, you'll be in love with Joy. She's basically a good egg. And I said, no, she is a good egg, but she's completely bonkers and she talks too much. And she's bonkers. And Joanna said, look, I would actually end up being pals with her. I know it. I'd regret it, then feel guilty, then be impatient, and then feel guilty. And then, and Witherspoon reminded us that we've got to set limits with our friends. Otherwise, we'll blow up on them and then we'll be friends no more. Uh, Kiara Mangan said, seemingly it does work according to lots of people on Twitter. I'm guessing that 
that's where the ideas come from. Uh, um, I have to say that doesn't sell it to me, Kiara, because there are a lot of very strange people on Twitter. So, yeah, I'm not buying it because of that. Martin Vanden Heuvel said, if Joy can talk to the animals, she'll hear about all the dirty little secrets of the good people of Ambridge and all of the Dumpty Dummers as well. Be very afraid, my friends. <laughs> uh, and Charlotte Howarth said, worried about how much I shake my head and at the same time smile each time Joy comes along. My brain isn't made for such paradoxical emotions. What does the archers do to me? Uh, there was lots more um, about that. Uh, we then discussed what was going to make a fortune for Joe and Carmen, and we wanted some predictions. Uh, Alison Hindmark said one of the old lotto tickets is a winner, but who will check it? Kate Lyle said, I'm hoping it's just Eddie winding Alf up, but I have no faith in the scriptwriters anymore, so it's probably a perpetual motion machine or something. Uh, Vanessa Collier said, nothing. They are grundies. Life has decreed that they will always, always be dumped on from a great height. I wish it were not so, but I'm not holding my breath. Catherine Newnham said, I think it's the Tumble Tussocks. He took some of them to a specialist gardener and the two of them were planning to bring that apple back. I have zero idea whether that would net them a fortune, but I suspect not. Joanne Smith said they found an ad for someone who'd be in the area sometime this winter willing to pay old residents of Borsetshire to record stories of ye oldy days of their youth. Unfortunately, because Joe died now, he never got a chance to do it, so there's no windfall for scrounging Alf to try to claim. Oh, and uh, Dusty said... It's going to be something very underwhelming. Aww. Uh, Gillian Corrigan was suggested repurpose long johns. And Melly uh, McMerryweather said it was going to be a secret orchard. There were so many more guesses. Really suggest that you get uh, along there and have a look at that. We then also discussed um, the, the strangest story of Hilda seeming to be away for about 10 days and then coming back not only pregnant but so pregnant that she pushed out babies really quickly. I was so puzzled by that. Um, and, I th and then I thought, you know what, I've probably missed a reference somewhere, haven't I? So I asked the Brains Trust and Sarah Passingham said, I wanted it to be a plot line about the importance of microchipping in case cats go missing. Not universally done for cats, but any responsible owner would spay their female cat, especially bossy Peggy, as has been said above. And if she hasn't been, why pregnant now? She'd have had dozens of kittens before this. Cats are incredibly promiscuous. Perhaps Jacob will come and give Peggy a lecture. Um, Elizabeth Llewellyn said, I certainly would have thought Hilda had been neutered. Also, I always thought she was an older cat, and if so, double shame on Peggy for not having her neutered long ago. Yes, I thought she was an older cat, but for the life of me, I can't think why I thought that, Elizabeth. Um, and Inga Blackford-Mubin said, I want Buster to be Hilda's baby daddy. Really? Uh, Franklin Habit said, The angel of the Lord appeared under Hilda and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Um, Chrissy Nicole said, There was talk about her needing to go on a diet before, which Peggy took offence to. Um, it is possible for a cat to be spayed and the spay fa to fail, which might be why a vet seeing a cat was spayed would not check for pregnancy and would assume a spoiled cat was overfed. Ah, was it that recently that? She was seen as being fat. I thought it was ages ago. Anyway, what do I know? And 
Anthony Ogden, what a good surname, Anthony, said Peggy was gifted via someone else, um, the cat, and it looks like she assumed she was neutered. And none of the cats she's uh, seen, and none of the vets she's seen have bothered to um, check to, to confirm the neutering. So lots and lots and lots in that vein. And then Witherspoon put up his Saturday snap, and he wanted to know about everyone's favourite lost and found pet story. Uh, we moved a about 18 k's uh, across rural country so we went from one part of uh, the golden valley where we lived to another part and one of our we brought our cats with us our two cats they were outdoor cats and one of them disappeared and we got a phone call from the neighbors at the old place he'd walked all the way back so i went and picked him up brought him back we put butter on his feet and then he did it again and we decided he doesn't want to come and live here so he stayed there with the next door neighbors and they were quite happy with that although we were sad to miss him uh, so that was our story um and there's some other stories here on our page so if you'd like to see those please uh jump on and have a look uh now in a very selfish uh moment i was really hoping we'd be up to 2500 people who like us we're not quite there and i rather suspect that good old yoga bear is going to be the one to be able to announce the winners uh, we'll be the winners because there'll be 2500 of us anyway hope you all have a beaut week and uh, uh indeed a fortnight because but you'll have yoga bear next week until i speak to you again i say to you hooroo thank you millie bell uh loose um mm-hmm. let's have uh some newspaper headlines now there's lots of these and I've lost one of them so bear with bear with um hmm. Milford Haven woman admits racially abusing neighbor while breasts were hanging over fence <laughs> uh, <that's... laughs> That's one Um, one of the best ever. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's difficult to top that one. Uh, This one from my daughter. Oh, God, I've lost it again. I'll have to get to send it again. Sorry. Right, this is a long one. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, Angus Mann, who tried to fly drone into Perth prison, claimed Romanian circus stole his chihuahua. I've heard that one before. <laughs> it was. It did go everywhere because it was so bonkers. It's for, It's from the Courier, which I believe is a, um, a thingy uh, Australian headline, uh, Australian uh, newspaper. But yes, uh-huh. um, not as good as the Milford Havens woman's breasts. But there we go. They can't. We can't all be the Milford Havens woman's breasts. Um, and in a minute, <laughs> Tilly will, <laughs> will send me the one. That. Oh, she's good. She sent it to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from the Metro, fourth uh, of October. Police robot told woman to go away after she tried to report crime, then sang a song. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Right. And thank you so much to everybody who keeps sending me these, frankly, insane. Um, uh, um, th- uh, things uh, headlines. insane headlines. You are very, you are very kind. It's very funny, even if some of them are too rude to use. They give me a hilarious uh, moment of opening the tweet or the text or whatever it is that you send them, and I love them. So thank you very much. Um, should we have tweets of the week now? Just, just a point of clarification. We're going to have to stop calling them mirror headlines, aren't we? Stop calling. Yeah, I know because they're coming from all over the world now. <laughs> Mm. 
which is very lovely. Very lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, now, was this... Oh, uh, Mary Not Contrary sent me one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, massive Are semen explosion to- after... What? Going no, to, going uh, yes. back to, to headlines. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. There's just one. Just more. checking. Mm-hmm. Um, massive semen explosion after blaze hits bull artificial insemination facility. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh dear. <laughs> They, they don't really yes, train right. you for that in uh, firefighting training, do they? They don't equip you for that, do you? <laughs> Watch you at two o'clock, bull semen. <laughs> Hot semen bull semen. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Um, yes, so that is that is it at the moment. Um, oh, sorry. Mm. Yes, no, one, another one from Sarah Evans. Ashes of dead people cannot be exhumed to make jewellery church court rules well thank god for that mm. <laughs> um and that's i think witherspoon sent me one too but i can't remember where that's gone no don't know where that's gone right so right. tweets of the week um right. uh who have we got first john reed jim what music did joe like will speed garage dubstep and grime mainly <laughs> 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 um matt underwood hilda's back if that means i have to listen to fucking joy banging on about fucking cat fucking telepathy again i'm gonna break something <laughs> and who else do we have little kim who said casey meets sounds like an american ice hockey player <laughs> um madden crowd what's a Wassailing goes back to pagan times when Jill was just a slip of a thing making lemon drizzles for the druids. Uh, and tweet of the week is from the lovely Kerry Warbis, who says, mm-hmm. Remember, everyone, Rochelle is a glove puppet that Joy stitched out of an old sock. The photos of her family are the factory <laughs> ones that you get in frames when you first buy them. And the video of the tap dancing niece is an old video of Roy Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible but funny (laughs) (laughs) and that's it from tweets of the week right folks um it's time we need to uh, wrap up this 300th episode of dumpty dum and um i think all of our um perennial uh production bugbears have come back and hit us with a vengeance to celebrate this anniversary with us it's taken us two days to record we've had internet uh drop out uh we've had all manner of uh shenanigans and skullduggery uh go on behind the scenes but we've managed to because you are so wonderful still get you out a dum de dum so well done us well done lucy well done roy <laughs> oh, we're just <laughs> congratulating ourselves now aren't we you know, oh, come on we need it we need it <laughs> bloody hell i tell you right people people sat in dum-de-dum land right all over the world you don't even, i haven't had internet for four for five days in canada now and then they only sent the modem today Little Quincy was so excited. He's like, "Internet's back!" I'm like, "Yeah, he's the modem son." And and I and I rushed to install the thing. And and I, like a typical bloke, I don't look at the instructions because I don't need them. Plug it all in. The lights flash on, twinkle away. 
I'll go, internet, son, because internet, dad. Fucking thing didn't work. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> his, his face is like, what about YouTube? Does that work? I'm like, no, YouTube is part of the internet. There's nothing is working. But, oh, God. I was there for half an hour, folks. And that was before I tell you about the torturous um, recording session yesterday. It's all been fraught. But you know what? Lucy and I are seasoned professionals. And we said to ourselves, come hell or high water, we will deliver unto the masses a dumpty dum. And that's what we've basically done. Now, if you Do want to show want your appreciation, brah, <laughs> why don't you go on to uh, dumptydum.com and in the comments section on this show, uh, maybe just type in something saying, well done, chaps. You've got there in the end. Or you can go on to uh, Patreon and for two uh, measly dollars per show, that is US dollars per show, you can maybe show us your appreciation by coming a Patreon. And then that means uh, that you'll probably hear before the end of the year, Lucy interview uh, Barry, who plays Ed. Uh, only people that stump up the cash that support the show financially, get extra special content. However, there is another way that you can support our valiant efforts to record and to document the world that is Ambridge. You can go on to Apple iTunes and write us a review. That is a very important way of us getting new listeners onto the show. And if, you know what, you can't get onto Apple iTunes, why don't you just like knock up a friend, go around to her house and say, oh, mush, listen to this. Right. But don't give them your phone. Right. Don't give them your phone. Right. Ping the link to their phone so we get the extra download and go, oh, mush. Now listen to this. Right. And your mum and like your aunt and um, anybody who you think might just like the archers and a little bit of a giggle and a little bit of social comment. Can, and a little touch I've just of had another politics. mirror headline and, from with the spoon. Oh, right, go on then. Can I do it? It's a really good one. Go on then. Yes, um, you, you, you may. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mum pulls kid out of school because he was given tuna sandwich after long poo. What? <laughs> read, read that one back to me. <laughs> Mum pulls kid out of school because he was given tuna sandwich mm-hmm. after long poo. Right. Does that or does that not make you want to read the story? <laughs> I think it kind of doesn't really. You just think, what's the definition of a long poo anyway? And why would it be about there? Was it a punishment for having a long poo? Was it too long? Well, I don't know. Did it take too long? Uh, no idea. Anyway, Witherspoon did exactly. not send me the rest of the story. He just sent me that. So I have no idea. All queries to Witherspoon. Thanking you. Right. Hmm. Um, we started the show with a dum de dum meetup. Um, we ended it with a long talked poop. about. We landed it with uh, kitty shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical dum de dum, basically. Uh, so have we done the two dollars per show? Write us a review. Tell a friend. Oh, we are bubbling outside of that top ten, folks, on TV and media on Apple iTunes in the UK. We are bubbling outside. Lucy, it's really frustrating. It's very frustrating. We get to 13, 12, 11, 18, 17. We bounce along. 
we need to break into that top 10, Luce. We really do. So we okay. really need a concerted effort, everybody. Now, we're recording this on but Tuesday. But last week you told them Tuesday. not to do it, didn't you? No, uh, Lucy. You said wait until a certain time finish. and then... Oh. Yes, and it wasn't last week. We didn't record last week or the week before oh, that. okay. However, right, um, I was taken to task because I did say on Thursday, write a review. And as many people uh, have emailed in and tweeted and whatever the hell, uh, flick apped, uh, I don't listen until the weekend, Royfield. So by the time you sent that message out, it had already gone, but I wanted to help. Right, so this is what we're going to do, folks. And of course, it was not said in that accent, in that voice or in that manner. But this is what we're going to do. Today is Tuesday. I would like everybody in dum dum land to write their reviews on this date. And I'm doing this in real time, folks, because I'm just doing it off the top of my noggin. I didn't think I was going to do this. Right, so we're recording this on Tuesday the 29th. Thursday the 7th, right? That is Thursday the 7th of November. Let's everybody write a review. And then i got a sneaky feeling we're going to smash into that top 10. All right, so it's Thursday the 7th. Write your review then. Now, another thing to say is that um, I've been um, a little bit slack, Lucy, and you're going to find that very hard to believe, I know, because I'm just like on it and I work so hard all I know, the time. I know, But I've completely forgotten to, uh, and you're going to say, yes, me bloody walkie-talkie. No, not that, right? I'm putting that up tomorrow when there's internet, right? But I have completely forgotten to put up the poll so people can actually vote for uh, the Dumpty Dum Awards. That will go up tomorrow. Okay, everybody. So if you go on to dumptydum.com, you will see a place on Wednesday of this week, um, Wednesday the 30th of November. So you can actually um, vote for your best um, actor, et cetera, et cetera, because after... Um, giving Lucy around the houses some weeks ago about not doing it. She did it weeks ago and I forgot to do to do anything with it. So I apologise, but we will actually have some categories for you to vote for um, tomorrow. All right. And we need to get those votes in pronto so we can get uh, the awards engraved from the engravers to hand them out at Dum De Dum Live. Oh, Dum De Dum Live, Lucy. Oh, mm. great link. Mm. So Lucy and I, and Angela Barnes and Susie Riddell and Anya, uh, will, who plays Lexi, will be at uh, Birmingham Town Hall on Saturday, November the 9th. Uh, you can join us if you uh, spend 12 English pounds on a ticket. And it's going to be lots of fun. It starts at 2 p.m. in Brummagem in the town hall there. It's the place where... Um, if you're going round the back door, there's loads of human uh, detritus just like there on, on the ground. <laughs> you did such a spectacularly accurate <laughs> impression of the uh, of the town hall worker. Oh, Can you just re- re- reprise that for us, Lucy? But you have to do the whole setup. So Lucy and I are trying to get into the town oh, yeah. hall a couple of hours before recording. And um, the front entrance is locked because it's too early. Yeah. So we go around the back. Cue Lucy. And there's a little uh, intercom thingy. And uh, I buzzed it and said, um, hello. 
I'm here. I'm here for the dumpty dump thing. Is it okay to come in? She said, Oh, well, no, love, yes, that's fine. Just watch out by the gate because there's a massive shit. (laughs) (laughs) And she was right. There was. Um, Yeah, she she wasn't joking. No, and she said it it was because the clubbers uh, sometimes get caught short on their way on their way back to their halls of residence she said um being rude about students and uh yes so yes that was nice is not a handy metaphor for our performance or for the show folks it was corking and it will be similarly fantastic um this week saturday coming so that's november the 9th love to see you there um Dumpty Dum Stalwarts will be there. Your Dusties, your Andrew Horns, your Claire from Clapham's, et al. Oh, Yoko Bear will be there reading out um, tweets of the, uh, not tweets of the week, social media roundup. It's going to be, you know, a whole bag of fun. It's going to be that much fun. It should be illegal. There you go. Now, um, folks, this 300th episode of Dumpty Dum would, would never have happened without a platform called Twitter. Twitter is which is, is what birthed us, and and then out of that came Lucy and I talking about the archers. So if you go onto Twitter and you type in Dum De Dum, you get some Dum De Dum stuff. You can find me at Royfield and Lucy at Lucy V Freeman, and then there is at Angela Barnes, and then there is. Uh, at Yokel Bear, and we always, I don't know, always, but quite often I forget to big up Yokel Bear and just say, Yokel Bear, thank you for being you, because you know what, you is awesome, and you are also dum-de-dum for, for most of the parts during the week. Um, and then, of course, there is Facebook. For those of you who like things a, a little bit more genteel, uh, you can go onto that platform and type in dum-de-dum, and you get some dum-de-dum action on there also. Right. So, this is a 300th time. It's not exactly the 300th time I'm about to say, Lucy, would you like to say anything at the end? Because we've not yes. done every episode of Dum Dum. But no. you said it ad nauseum. Mm. Yes. But yes. go on. I feel um, you've got something really quite moving to say. I can feel it. Oh, shut it. up, because I haven't. And now you've built this up and it's going to be awful. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening 300 times. 300 thank yous from me. <laughs> right, smashing. And, uh, yeah, then that's just about it for me too. Um, thank you for making the last five years um, a wonderful uh, experience for me personally um, and for me to get over you, my old marriage breakup and uh, flitting the country and uh, still feeling like I'm around friends. There you go. Thank you, everybody in Dum De Dum land. Doodaloo. Yes, me too. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 